morning, Remnant family. Welcome to the Remnant Church. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado. I am so blessed that you're here. Uh, many of you are finding this broadcast maybe for the first time, so I just want to welcome you. Uh, we do this uh, Sunday gathering where people from all over the world really uh, tune in, and we just you know we we just pray and worship together and spend time in the presence of the Lord. I wish I could play worship music, but they were flagging my account on social media. Uh, anytime we would play any type of worship music. So we just stopped it for now. You know, Trump uh, is coming out with that truth social, and uh, I don't know if they're going to have live streaming capabilities, but I know many of you are excited about these new uh, platforms that are coming out. So we don't deal with the censorship that we do on Facebook and, you know, Twitter and some of these other um, more cabalish, uh, for lack of a better word, social media platforms, um, you know, the, the tech giants and the ones that like to censor Christians and pastors. Um, so I'm hoping that once we, you know, we are on rumble and I could stream the service on rumble, but, you know, I found that the, the majority of our community is on Facebook and it's been really hard to, you know, get everybody off of Facebook. So maybe one of these days we will go to rumble if it doesn't work out on truth social, or one of these other platforms, but I would really love at some point to be able to uh, conduct this service the way that, uh, you know, we really feel led to and have worship and all those good things. So stay tuned. Uh, we're also going to have, by the way, just want to talk about a few announcements before we get into the word today. Um, and what a week, by the way, my goodness, we're going to talk about some of these things. I did a live stream last night where I kind of addressed a lot of these things and I'm wearing a hat in church today. I'm so sorry. I've been uh, literally um, swamped this week. Um, you know, the days have been 12 hour days, maybe more every day this week, uh, usually get done with work around nine, 10 o'clock at night. Uh, it's just been a really long couple of days. Obviously you guys know there's a lot going on in our world. So please forgive me. I, I normally would not wear a hat, uh, but I haven't even had a chance to get a haircut. <laughs> haven't had a chance to shave. It's been one of those weeks. So I just pray mercy, mercy from you and mercy from the Lord. Because um, like I said, I would normally not wear a hat during a church service. But uh, anyways, hopefully it doesn't offend you guys and hopefully it doesn't offend the Lord. Uh, but I, I think it's more about our heart. I'm hoping that that's what it really is about is our heart and us just coming together. The, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling together of the brethren. Uh, we are able to assemble and, and turn around this technology uh, for the glory of the Lord and for the kingdom to, to speak the truth in a very important hour, that in an hour that truth is needed to be spoken. I know many of you guys will agree with that. So that's why we do this. And, uh, you know, I, it's been weeks since I've, I've had this setting. I mean, I've been doing like lives on my phone. I've been traveling so much. I had a situation with my heart. What a year, what a season, my goodness. So anyway, I'm excited to be here in church. Listen, um, these Remnant Revival Centers, I launched this vision a few weeks back and, uh, you know, I've gotten some response, uh, but I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I'm really feeling that we're meant to do this by August. And the first one's going to be here in Nashville. And then we'd like to have one in all 50 States. I know that's a really ambitious goal, uh, but we serve a big God. And let me just talk a little bit about the vision behind these. I think this is cool. So think about this, think about how there's Planned Parenthoods all over the cities of our nation. What is the, you know, there's, there's Muslim uh, community centers, you know, and back in the day, that was what the YMCA was supposed to be for was young men's Christian association. Uh, but unfortunately that's not happening at the YMCA and we need something uh, to counter. And uh, this is how this vision came to being. I think it's important that I share this with you. Okay. So 
I went to this uh, area in Kentucky and it was a small town, probably 20, 30,000 people. And there was a massive mega church. And, you know, I was just kind of asking people around, Hey, you know, that church, you know, and people say, Oh yeah, I know the church. I mean, there has to be at least four or 5,000 people that go to that church. So a good portion of that town has to go to that church. And there's probably some great people that go there. And I'm not saying the pastor is a bad guy, but the most interesting thing to me is I was like right down the street from this massive mega church in a very small town. And what I found, and this is uh, unfortunate, but we find this a lot, is that that big church was not making a big impact on many of the people that I was speaking to in that city. And, you know, I live in Nashville and we have like a, a church just as much as, you know, in many churches, you have coffee shops. I mean, there's like a church on every corner. And, uh, you know, we, we experience a similar thing here is that there's still a lot of people that are not hearing the gospel of Jesus that are not being evangelized. And so we need to do better. And what the Lord showed me is, is that if there's going to be a church or something of the remnant in a community, it needs to be measurable that we are making an impact, a direct impact on that community. And how better to do that than to have a five-fold ministry gifting, not just where the pastor is like, you know, because most churches in America are built around the pastor. Let's just be honest. And a lot of the pastors are very charismatic. Some of them are great speakers. Uh, but, you know, this whole thing with the impact. And again, there's some churches that are making a huge impact. I can think of the Dream Center in L.A. I mean, I don't want to start naming names, but there's many, many, many churches. You know, my friend, Pastor Shane Eidelman, sometimes tunes in. His church is very powerful up in, uh, you know, the Antelope Valley. I can just go on and on. Jack Hibbs. You know, so many churches. Rodney Howard Brown making big impacts in the community. So I'm not trying to say that, you know, every church doesn't make an impact. So, you know, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying is, is that the majority of churches aren't making the impact that they should be. And that's why so many of us tune in to this broadcast because you say, Pastor Todd, I can't find a remnant church in my city. I can't find a remnant church. I've heard this over and over again. And it, it just breaks my heart. At first, I couldn't believe it. Uh, but after, you know, some time and speaking to hundreds and hundreds of you, I believe it now. And it, you know what? I did some research and found out that's true, that there are some communities that don't have a remnant church. So the whole vision behind this is to see the fivefold ministry gifting flowing and not just a pastor, but apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, the whole fivefold ministry gifting, okay? And, uh, you know, different people coming in and teaching different seminars and equipping the saints of God, uh, you know, worship nights, you know, maybe we'll have Sean Foyt come in, lead worship one night, you know, maybe we'll have uh, my friend, Pastor Brian Gibson come in, teach your message, maybe we'll have, you know, just all different people from all around the country coming in and, 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 and you know, giving a word of the Lord, my friend, uh, Mario Murillo, you know, maybe Pastor Kent Christmas can come in and, and operate in the prophetic. I mean, you know, the whole thing, we want to see the full counsel of God. And so how awesome would this be if we have these centers where you still can meet? I mean, there's, there's a auditorium where it's still a church. I mean, you can still come and have service and, you know, we can have a Sunday service there and all that. But during the week, it's a house of prayer. There's classes, there's people coming and getting their hand, you know, hands laid on them from all around that, you know, need, need prayer. The people coming that need deliverance, you know, people coming that, you know, need counseling. So it would be the entire council of God and, and all fivefold ministry giftings flowing in this remnant revival center. And so if you think we need that in America, if you, if, and I'm just giving you a little bit of the vision right now, but if you can agree with that, we need certain people to come and stand with us financially. Now, here's where I'm stepping out in faith. I'm going to be spending every bit of money that I have on this. Okay. Like, it's a big leap of faith. So, um, you know, I've, I've heard in my lifetime, other pastors that mortgaged their house that did some pretty big faith moves. And we really feel 
that this thing needs to be open by August, unless, you know, something intervenes or the Lord, you know, God willing, it'll be open by August, 2022, you know, maybe something will change and that might not be a possibility, but I'm believing in faith that this is going to happen. So uh, we need partners. Um, listen, here's the deal with this whole thing. I'm tired of just talk. So many people just talk, you know, we have an amazing podcast. It's actually trending. Um, I've told you before, though, that only a very small percentage of the listener base actually helps support the ministry. It's probably one to 2%. And we, we have a lot of ambitious things, a lot of big vision. And God often gives the vision before he gives the provision. But I believe all, you know, one person that watches this, because we have thousands of people tuning in from all around the world, one person could probably undergird financially and, and get this thing going. So I, I just know that we serve a big God who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He's never out of resources. You can't outgive God. And we're believing that God is going to come through financially and we're going to see, and, and the church has to change. We can't be apathetic. We can't be complacent. We can't be asleep. We can't be compromised. I mean, this is the hour for the remnant to rise. I mean, we've said it prophetically. There's been several prophetic utterances, including some that the Lord gave me. I can think of when we were in the uh, Nashville um, 4th of July event. Uh, with the prophets. I don't know if any of you guys tuned in on that, but one of the words the Lord gave me that day was is that there's a rising remnant, and that's true. There's a rising remnant. It's it's the ecclesia. It's the real body of Christ. We're coming out from among them, and you know, you can, if you don't like the word remnant, you can use another name, but it's the real church. The, the church without spot nor wrinkle doesn't mean we're perfect, doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes, uh, but what it means is, is that our heart's in the right place, that we hunger and thirst for righteousness, that we, that we teach and believe the full counsel of God and the entirety of the word of God in this hour, and we're willing to stand. And so God is raising up this remnant. The remnant revival centers are just a, a, a part of this greater vision and this greater movement. The, the movement is not about a name, not Todd Coconato. I don't have my name. I don't have my branding on it. You know, it's not about a ministry. It's not about, you know, some people try to take ownership of a revival. How silly is that, right? It's the Lord. It's his presence. He's moving. And we're, we all just get to be part of this. What an amazing time to be alive. What a blessing that God has chose us. He's anointed us. He's appointed us for a time as this. And so I'm encouraged. And so just wanted to share that with this community because I love you guys. And I know that you are seeking the Lord too. And some of you have already shared some amazing visions that the Lord's given you strategy. I think we all have to fulfill the great commission. It's what we're commissioned to do to go and to make disciples of all the nations, baptize them in the name of the father and the son, and the Holy spirit, teach them the ways of the word of God. But I also believe that he's giving us unique callings and unique visions. Uh, I mentioned uh, Mario Murillo. He's out there doing these tent meetings right now. That's that, you know, not everybody's doing a tent meeting. Not everybody's called to do a tent meeting, but that's what he's doing. Uh, you know, I mentioned Sean Foyt. Sean Foyt's been out there. Maybe you like him. Maybe you don't. Maybe you agree with him. Maybe you don't. That's fine. You're entitled to your own view and opinion, but you got to admit he's operating in his calling. He's out there leading worship. I mean, during the pandemic, you know, gave a lot of people inspiration, you know, so I'm just mentioning a few people, uh, that God has given different visions and different, and I'm saying this to inspire you because some of you feel small. Let's address this. Some of you say, you know, I'm insignificant or I'm, I'm not Sean Foy or I'm not Mario Murillo. Or I'm not Pastor Todd Coconato. You know, I, I don't know. I can't really ever do anything. Or No, that's not true because God is not a respecter of persons. And I believe that he's called you by name. I believe that there is a plan and a purpose for your life. Now, some of you are already doing it. And I, and I love to, you know, I had lunch with uh, one of my friends, Tina, this last week, and, and she's got a vision. And God's given her vision. We want to stand with her on that vision. So 
you know, some of you are already operating in the vision. Some of you are at the initial stages. Some of you are at the advanced stage already. You're already seeing tremendous fruit. Wherever you are, whether you've not received the vision yet, whether you did receive the vision and you're saying like the prophet Isaiah said me, I'll go, but you haven't seen the fruit yet or it hasn't been uh, realized in its entirety yet, that's okay. I'm kind of agreeing with you on that is I'm going through that the same, you know, with these remnant revival centers, you know, many years ago, it was a vision to have uh, a podcast and God has blessed that and he's expanded the territory. But I just want you to know that stuff doesn't happen overnight. Now, sometimes it can, but for us, that wasn't the way he did it. He, he did it incrementally for years. I was on uh, the radio in Los Angeles on Salem uh, on 99.5 KKLA, and I had a show called Hollywood Alive Radio, and that was from like 2011 to 2014, I think, and you know, that, that was where the podcast came from, and then for years, I did the podcast, and I was like, you know, it's not really growing, it's growing incrementally, and you know, a couple hundred people are downloading, maybe then, you know, went to a couple thousand people, okay, praise God, and then what happened? The pandemic happened, and all of a sudden, the Lord shot it up, and we, we got into the millions of downloads in a year, millions, how crazy is that? No marketing, we didn't spend a dollar on marketing, you know, that I can think of. Uh, but the Lord expanded the territory because you know what? There was a shift. There was something that changed. So whatever stage of the vision that you're in, I just want to empower you and activate you, you know, through the Holy Spirit, not me. But I believe God has called you by name. There, there's no mistake that you're in this community. Now, some of you will say, I still don't know what it is, Pastor Todd. I can't figure it out. And you know what? That's okay. Just be like Isaiah. Send me, I'll go. The key is not to live in fear. The key is not to look at yourself like you're insignificant, like you can't do anything because God has called you by name for this hour. And this isn't even the message, but I really feel like the Lord is using this right now. Some of you guys have got discouraged. You, you started and then, you know, it didn't, it didn't bear the fruit that you thought it was going to have. And then you gave up. And, uh, and then you say, you know, Lord's not moving in my life. And, and a lot of time, you know, one of my mentors told me this a long time ago. I said, I'm not hearing the Lord. He said, well, you know, what's the last thing you heard? And I said, well, you know, I was like two years ago. He said this. Did you do what he said? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, that's why the Lord's not speaking. Go back to the last thing he said. Did you do it? Are, are, you, are you obedient? Are you walking in the, in the entirety of your calling? So I just want to encourage you, if God's given you a big vision, don't be fearful. And uh, trust me, remnant revival centers in all 50 states, that could be scary. I mean, even when I put that out, I thought people were going to think I'm nuts. But they thought no one was nuts. You know, I mean, look at the people in the Bible that had big vision. So we just have to believe that we serve a big God. We have to have big faith. We've been raised up for a time as this. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against us is going to prosper. And the Lord is going to be with us every step of the way. So I don't know why uh, God had me say that today, but I think it's for somebody on here. If you feel small, if you feel insignificant, you're not. You're not insignificant. You're not small. You're actually a giant. Think about David. David took that smooth stone. And he was able to take down Goliath. You've been called for a time as this. And I'm here to stand with you. And I believe many in this community would be willing to stand with you. So reach out to me if you need prayer. If you got a vision, if the Lord's put something on your heart, you want to talk to me about it, love to hear about it. And I would love to pray with you and believe for that as well. But thank you for believing in this vision. And thank you for believing in this ministry. You know, we got the trifecta. I call it the trifecta. Remnant.news. And that helps us get out information that the mainstream corporate media is not going to cover. That helps us to inform the saints of God. Uh, you know, a lot of times we'll do articles or it's kind of like a blog and uh, we'll put out information. It goes viral. I mean, the other day we had like one of our articles went to like millions of people. It was crazy. Um, you know, sometimes that happens. It doesn't always happen, uh, but sometimes it does. 
so praise God, he uses remnant.news for that. It's, it's a mouthpiece to counter the prophets of Baal. It's a mouthpiece, mouthpiece of the remnant. And uh, if you have something that the Lord's put on your heart, let me know. Uh, the, ne the next thing, uh, we have the uh, Religious Liberty Coalition, which I happen to be the president of. And that's, uh, you know, that's our, that's our offensive arm. You know, we're, we're going out there and we're standing for religious liberty and freedom in our nation. We're pushing back against the globalist agenda. We're pushing back against those that are wanting to infringe upon our religious liberties and freedoms. And we've had a very productive two years, by the way. Let me tell you, we are making a difference. That's why there's a target on our back. And that's why I need your prayers. Uh, the Religious Liberty Coalition is making a difference in standing for religious liberty in America, and we have seen many, 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 many victories that you probably don't even know about uh, in the courts and, and different things over the last two years. So thank God for the RLC. Uh, thank you to those that are you know, standing with us and praying for that. And then, of course, Todd Coconut Ministries, which is the mothership and uh, kind of allows those, other, you know, I don't take in donations for remnant.news. I really don't take in donations for Religious Liberty Coalition either. So if you want to donate to either of those, just go to toddcoconado.com slash give, toddcoconado.com slash give, and you'll see on there uh, options for all those different things and how you can support the broadcast and everything that God is doing. Uh, but the main thing is uh, we really do need your support and prayer. So let's go ahead and pray over the offering. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for each and every person that's tuned into this broadcast this morning. I pray that you would bless the gift and the giver, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Lord God, you say, test me in this, trust me in this. And so, Lord God, we are trusting you. We, we, we know that the 10% is yours. And so we give it to you as a joyful person. We're joyful. We're joyful givers. And we know that you own a cattle on a thousand hills. You're never out of resources. Uh, you're not, we're not meant to lack, even in the midst of the calamity in our world right now and all the different things that are going on. I believe this body, this group is meant to thrive, is meant to prosper. And so we just thank you, Lord God, that as we give today, we do it in faith, knowing that, Lord God, you're going to give back, pressed down, shaking together, running over in Jesus' name. Amen. And I just want to say, I know some of you are in significant need right now financially. We, we are standing with you. And, and, you know, if you have a real, real big need, uh, let us know. Let this community know. And uh, we'd love to pray with you and stand with you and, and see what we can do to help that as well. So we're, we're here for each other. God is putting together a, a underground railroad for the remnant. I really believe that's what this is. You know, even though it's very significant right now, and it's amazing what he's doing in this community, I believe it's, it's going to continue to grow. I believe, you know, the Lord's protection is on us. I believe that we're going to grow together. And many of you are going to have those visions we talked about, and they're going to work, you know, simultaneously with the other visions that we're doing here. And it's going to be part of this underground railroad. I think there's going to be a point where we're going to need to trade and barter. I think there's going to be a point where maybe somebody in Indiana doesn't have food and we're going to have to, you know, pool our resources and go to Indiana and bring them food or, you know, somebody in uh, Alabama or somebody in Florida. I don't know. But that's what this whole thing is. It's a community that God has put together for a time as this. And we want to be actionable. We don't want to just be talking. There's a lot of people just talking and, and taking in the, the checks. I saw this one broadcaster guy and he was literally just like showing like the stack of checks. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, you know, I, I don't even know what the guy's doing other than talking on podcasts. So very crazy stuff going on out there. But today I want to talk about this as we get into uh, the message. And I'm just going to say there's been a lot. There's been a heaviness. Have you guys noticed this? There's a heaviness on a lot of people and, you know, there's depression, there's oppression. I believe that's a spirit that tries to come on us as the body of Christ, as Christians, you know, it's something that the enemy uses as a tactic and this heaviness, because it's almost like 
people are just overwhelmed. You know, there's so much stuff happening. I mean, we're just getting over this pandemic, you know, and, and seeing our kids masked and, you know, all this awful stuff that we've had to see. And I know many of you are saying, my kids haven't been masked, praise God. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, watching some of these things over the last couple of years, it's stressful, it's ridiculous, it's wicked. Um, we know it's not of the Lord. Um, you know, all we have to do is have discernment and wisdom to know this thing is wicked. And so we've been trying to navigate this from a spiritual standpoint. That's how many of us have come together. Uh, God has used this to, to bring this remnant community together. Um, you know, we've had to come out from among them. We've been talking about that a lot. Um, I really believe in this hour and going forward, you know, the Bible talks about those that endure until the end. And I always think about how do we endure until the end? You know, it's especially as things get more complicated as you know, the spirit of Antichrist rises in our world. They're going to start calling elements of Christianity hate. They're already doing it. Um, they're going to label guys like me, you know, purveyors of hate. Uh, you know, they, they always go after the pastors. I mean, think about what happened in Nazi Germany. They went after the pastors. They're going to go after the pastors that are standing and, and that are bold at some point. So we just need to, you know, have the full armor of God, the protection of the Lord, um, you know, be, be in the secret place, be prayed up. Um, not allowing open doors. That's why I've been so, uh, you know, adamant about this teaching of, of closing doors in our life that are open doors to sin, because those are the very doors that the enemy uses to take down the people of God. And we've seen it over and over again. Look at King David. I mean, look at how, you know, the enemy was able to entice him with, uh, you know, uh, Bathsheba and, uh, you know, different things. Um, so, you know, uh, you just got to be careful, excuse me, and, and wise. And, uh, you know, you, you can't get caught up in the, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the things of this world that are meant to entice us, that are meant to cause us to, uh, to get off course, to get off track. Um, you know, the, the devil looks at what you long gaze at, you know, he looks at what, what are you looking at? You know, so just be wise, be prayed up and don't let that heaviness take root. But I think we're going to have to be, uh, really, um, able to separate ourselves from the things of this world in order to endure until the end. And what I mean by that is that, uh, you know, if we're living in the reality of, of the mainstream corporate media or the, the things that they're pushing, you know, in our society today, and that's where we live, uh, we are going to be overwhelmed and we are going to be, you know, depressed and we are going to be, because it, that's what it's meant to do. And so that's why the Lord said, come out from among them. That's why he said, be holy for I'm holy. That's why he said, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Because we're meant to operate, and this is a discipline. It's a discipline. You know, some of you guys go to the gym and you work out. This is like that. It's a discipline. We have to train our mind, okay, to, to come out from among them. We have to, we have to like, you know, if, if, especially with this whole Ukraine thing and the mainstream media narrative and all this stuff. And, and so it, it could be depressing. It could be overwhelming. I mean, we just got out of this whole pandemic, and many of you are still dealing with the implications of job loss or not taking the jab or different things that you had to walk through. And you're still dealing with that, many of you. And, and I know that because I'm reading your prayer requests and your letters and your emails. And, and so, you know, it's been heavy. There's this heaviness. So the devil wants to use this heaviness to make us feel overwhelmed. You know, it, it's a psychological warfare thing. I mean, if you think about it in war, that's what they do. They want you to be bombarded. Remember shock and, shock and awe in, in desert, uh, was it desert storm or one of those wars in Iraq? You know, the shock and, orc, uh, and awe campaign. I think it was the Gulf War uh, one. You know, they did shock and awe. Why did they do that? Because they wanted to psychologically overwhelm the people. 
And that's what the devil does. It's a strategy that he uses to psychologically overwhelm us so that the heaviness takes root in our heart. And then we were disabled. We, we feel overwhelmed and that we're not able to accomplish the things that God's promised in his word. That's why God says, separate yourself, separate yourself. You know, like don't be part of that nonsense. Come out from among them, you know, be, be citizens of heaven. Don't be citizens of this world. That doesn't mean that we're not operating in this world, but we're, we're knowing that we're operating with the authority and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, okay? And as people of God, because the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we're, we, the Spirit of God lives in us, and, and when we come into the room, we change the atmosphere. And so we're in the world, but we're not of it. So we have, this is a discipline that we're going to have to train ourselves. It's really a discipline because, you know, don't be conformed to the things of this world. Be what? Transformed. By the renewing of our mind, this scripture is coming to life right now. Think about this. It's coming to life right now because the thing is, you can't get caught up in this world, in the heaviness, in the depression, in the doubt, in the fear. All these things are, are, are meant to ensnare us so that we're not operating in the optimal calling that we have. And so God gives us an amazing word on this. And I want to share this word today. That's the word today. The phrase garment of praise is a metaphor for the gladness and thanksgiving God's people feel when they are filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit, when they're filled with the joy of the Lord, okay? Now, uh, the garment of praise is opposite of sackcloth, and this is referring to Esther 4.1, if you're taking notes, okay, Esther 4.1, and it's brightly colored, it's, it's beautiful, and it's indicative of celebration, and the Christian Bible translate it, uh, translates it as splendid clothes. So I'm just giving you like the actual meaning of what the garment of praise is in the biblical terms. It's, it's a brightly colored um, garment that's basically indicative of celebration. The Christian Standard Bible translates it as splendid clothes, okay? Now, if you're taking notes or if you want to turn there, you can go to Isaiah 61.3. This is Isaiah 61.3. And it speaks of a garment of praise in a prophecy that the coming Messiah would, quote, provide for those who grieve in Zion. The Lord promises that he would bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. I want to stop right there. Now, first of all, some of you say, well, does that mean we can't mourn? No, because the Bible says we can mourn. It says there's a time for mourning. So if you've recently lost a loved one or you're in a season, it's okay to mourn. Okay, there's a time for that. But what this is referring to here is, is not to have a perpetual state of mourning. In other words, depression, oppression, uh, anxiety, fear, you know, all the, all the heaviness of the hour. Because God is saying to put on this garment of praise. And what it's going to do, it's going to be a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy. Okay, instead of the morning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Now, at the beginning of Jesus Christ's ministry, I'm going to read a little bit from my notes here. He visited the synagogue in his hometown of Nazareth, and then he read a portion of this Isaiah 61. And after Jesus read the part of the messianic prophecy, he handed the scroll back to the attendant and shocked the religious leaders by saying, in Luke 4.21, if you're taking notes, Luke 4.21, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And what Jesus was boldly proclaiming was that he was the one who would take away the spirit of despair and give the garment of praise. In doing so, he claimed to be the long-awaited Messiah. 
Wow. So here's where this is going. And, and, and you got to understand this, okay? The heaviness that, that many of you are dealing with, and it's okay, I'm not here to judge you, condemn you. I've dealt with it too. Okay, so we're all in this together. But we have to trade in the heaviness for joy. We have to trade it in for the peace that passes understanding. How do we do this? This is why I talk so much about, like, I'll give you an example, okay? Uh, I was at a conference recently. Somebody came up to me and they said, uh, and I just talked to my mentor about this, by the way. So it was like fresh in my head, one of my mentors. And um, so anyway, somebody comes up to me and says, Pastor Todd, I know you have a word for me, you know, and I'm not somebody that believes in prophecy on demand. Sometimes if I get in the spirit and I start praying, the Lord will give me a word. But I, I can't, I'm not just like a prophecy and demand person that's like, here's the word, you know? So this is what I said. They said, Pastor Todd, do you have a word for me? I say, well, I do have a word. I say, it's to get into the Bible, read the Bible. And they laughed. I said, no, it's true. I really believe the Lord, you know, tells us to get into the word because it's faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I know a lot of people are seeking prophetic words, and I just spoke about it in the announcements today. I believe in the fivefold ministry of gifting. I love people that operate in the prophetic, real prophets of God. I sometimes flow in the prophetic as well. I wouldn't call myself a prophet, but sometimes I'm, you know, I do operate in the prophetic. I know the Lord gives me a word. And so I'm all about the prophetic. But I think there's a lot of people that are like, you know, almost looking at the prophetic. And, and don't get mad at me. I'm, I'm just being honest about this, okay? I think a lot of people are looking like almost like, uh, you know, it's like they want to go to like a fortune teller. Okay. You know, they're, they're just dying for prophetic word all the time. And it's, again, it's not a bad thing if you want a prophetic word, but you know, you can get the full counsel of God by reading the word of God. I mean, you know, and if somebody has a word for you, they're going to give it to you, you know, and, and then you have to pray over, you know, Lord, is this from you? Does it bear witness in your spirit is in accordance to the word of God. There's certain checks and balances that you have to run every word through. Uh, but I, I'm just going to be real. There's a lot of people that are like, you know, they're going here, they're going there. Everybody wants a word. And it's like, it's not a bad thing. There are real prophets that are giving real words and there's some good stuff in there. But if you just become a lover of the word, the word of God, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. Now, again, as a Christian, are we going to run into people? Like, let's say there's a remnant revival center. Let's say it's, it's, uh, December of next, you know, this, this coming year and the Remnant Revival Center in Nashville is open and you come out and there's a prophet that comes in from out of town, you know, maybe Kent Christmas is here or something and he gives a prophetic word. I'm not against that at all. That's amazing. What a blessing. You got a prophetic word. Hallelujah. As long as it bears witness in your spirit and it, it is, you know, it's able to be, um, you know, it's in agreement with the word of God. Great. In the mouth of two or more witnesses, my word should be established. Great. But I'm just saying like, if you and I, both of us, all of us, if we start getting into the word of God and we become a lover of the word, the Lord's going to speak to us. The Lord's going to give us words. He's going to give us visions. He's going to give us dreams. He's going to, I'm telling you, how many of you guys have been awakened at like four in the morning? You can't go back to sleep. It just happened to me last night. No joke. I couldn't go back to sleep for like an hour. I started praying. The Lord starts speaking to me. You know why he speaks at like four in the morning? Because it's quiet and you're not distracted. And so it's a great time for the Lord to speak and get our attention. What else are we going to do, right? Can't sleep. Lord's speaking. My sheep hear my voice. All I'm saying here is like, you know, we, we tend to go extreme in the Christian community. You know, it's either like, I don't believe in any of the gifts of the spirit, or it's like, I want a word. I want a word. You know, every day you want a word. Well, the word is get into the word. Doesn't mean you're not going to get a prophetic word once in a while, but don't make that like, you know, the only lifeline for you. 
You understand what I'm saying? That That's not like, we don't have to, excuse me. We don't have to like every day have a word. And I don't have to give you a word every day. I know some people, they get on there and every day they got to work. There's some awesome prophets that have online platforms. I know some of them. I have one of them on our show uh, pretty soon here next week or maybe the week after. And he is a prophet. I, I believe him. I believe he's a prophet. I, I see the anointing on his life. And you know what? He might come live every couple of days and have a prophetic word. He spends a lot of time in prayer and he's a prophet that the Lord has raised up in this hour. And you know what? He's getting a lot of words, but there's also some people that I think they're just giving words just to, you know, they're just saying stuff. I don't even think it's from the Lord. And, and a lot of people are being deceived by this, you know, so be, be cautious and, and test the spirits and ask the Holy spirit. Is this you, is this holy? And, and don't, Make it where, and I know, I, I know there's going to be somebody that writes me and they're going to be mad at me, but I really think like this needs to be said. Okay. You know, I was raised up under Jack Hayford at the King's College and Seminary uh, about 20, 22, 23 years ago. I, I kind of clerked for him. I worked at the School of Pastoral Nurture and, and you know, he was a great uh, mentor, even though I didn't have a lot of one-on-one time because he was so busy. I got to observe so much just being right there. And, um, you know, I, it was amazing. And then of course my mom and, and many other people in my life that have mentored me over the years that have just been awesome and just so knowledgeable and so amazing. But, you know, Jack Caper is one of those people and just an amazing man of God. And I will tell you, like, you know, he wasn't just given prophetic words every day. You know, he, he was a lover of the word and he would tell the pastors that would come into the school of pastor nurture, you know, the truth, he would, he would rebuke people, friends. And I'm just going to be honest with you. He would rebuke people sometimes, but he would do it in love. And he would do it in accordance to the word of God. He wasn't out there like putting people on blast. You know, like I could, I would never see Pastor Jack get on a live stream and put some person on blast. Like that wasn't his, his MO. You know, he loved people. He wasn't perfect, but he loved people. And he's still alive, by the way. But he loved people, but he would, he would love them enough to tell them the truth. And he would rebuke people in love. And, and I was probably rebuked a couple of times by him in love, you know, because I was learning and I was in Bible school and, you know, I still get rebuked once in a while from my mentors and elders and people that are trusting them. They, they don't even do it in a mean way, but they just say, you know, Todd, you know, I heard you say this, just be careful with that. Or, you know, or that, you know, and that's what we need. We want accountability. We want to be teachable. Uh, I remember hearing uh, Billy Graham say in an interview one time, he wants to, you know, teachable until the day that he dies. He's forever the student. The minute that we think we have this whole thing figured out, or the minute we think we got ministry figured out, we're above everybody else, and you know we don't need accountability, you're going to get yourself in trouble because pride comes before the fall. So it's good to have accountability, mentors, elders, people in your life. And I know some of you are saying, well, I wish I could find that, but it's hard. That's okay. Just pray. Ask the Lord to send somebody, but also be open to that. And I know it's hard to trust people, uh, but you know God will send some amazing people in your life, especially if he's calling you in the ministry. And uh, I think accountability is so important, but you know, this heaviness that tries to come on us is a weapon of our, you know, it's a weapon of warfare of the enemy because the enemy only has so many weapons, especially in people, you know, for people that are in Christ, you know, if you're in the world, you're already on the way to hell, you know? And so, you know, Satan can use all these different devices and it's almost like the matrix. Remember with the, uh, if you ever watched the movie, the matrix, the agents and like the agents that all of a sudden, like, you know, appear out of any person. You know, that's how the demonic, the demonic can operate in people that are falling, you know, that, that are not in Christ. And so uh, a lot of times, like if you have a spouse or you have somebody that's in the world, they haven't given their heart to Jesus yet. You know, the enemy can use them through the demonic to attack you. You ever notice that? 
And so, um, you know, and, and sometimes it's, you know, I, I tell people like, stop arguing with the demon. It's a demon you're arguing with. Don't, don't try to argue with the demon. Okay. It's a spiritual battle. That's why the Bible says the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. So it's a spiritual battle. So this whole thing is a spiritual battle. And so we have to learn to put on the armor of God and also to bestow on us this crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Again, it's a discipline. It's a discipline, okay? Um, let me read this. In the synagogue, Jesus made an important distinction between his first and second comings. In the middle of reading Isaiah 61, 2, he stopped. And during his first uh, speech, he was, he was proclaiming, the year of the Lord's favor, but we have to get to see the day of vengeance of our God. So he's saying, you know, there's a distinction. There's the year of the Lord's favor, but we have yet to see the day of vengeance of God. This also means that we will not see the perfect fulfillment of Isaiah 61, 2 through 4 until Christ's second coming. Today, we get a foretaste of the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, but the promise will only be completely fulfilled uh, when Jesus returns to the earth. So what do I mean by that? Okay, so we can tap in to the presence of God and the Holy Spirit of the living God. We, when we accept Jesus in our heart as Lord and Savior, he comes in and he lives in our heart. What does the Bible say? I stand at the door of your heart knocking. All you got to do is let me in. That's Jesus speaking. So he comes in with his Holy Spirit. He empowers us. That's how we're able to do the same things that he did in his ministry. Uh, and even greater, the Bible says. So we have to believe that because it's true. And I believe we're, we're literally raised up for a time as this, where we're going to see these miracle signs and wonders and the greatest harvest in the history of the world before the Lord comes back. We're already seeing pockets of revival. We're already seeing the Lord moving in miracle signs and wonders. We're able to walk in this. But what I believe this is, is although we're not in the complete fulfillment, which is going to happen when Jesus returns and we're going to be in our glorified body. So we're going to be ruling and reigning with Christ for eternity. That's going to be amazing. That's complete fulfillment. Okay. That's like, done like wow you know um yeah I, I could talk about a dream that i had a while back maybe i will in a few minutes but that's the complete fulfillment but but when jesus came on the seed he fulfilled the prophecy of isaiah 61 3 and and that was the coming messiah he was going to provide for those who grieve in zion and the lord promised that he would bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair why do i keep saying that because i want you to get it in your head okay so when jesus came he, he now we're able because of acts chapter 2 when the spirit of god came we're able to walk in the spirit and the anointing of, of the lord and we're able to put on this garment of praise even though we're not in our glorified bodies yet even though we're not in heaven yet and it's not the complete fulfillment which will happen in the second coming when jesus raptures the saints and takes us out of here Okay, whether it's pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib, I know many of you have varying views, views on that. But regardless, we're gonna we're gonna be out of here. And when we're out of here and we're in our glorified body, that's gonna be it. I mean, we're gonna rule and reign with Christ, and it's gonna be the complete fulfillment, total garment of praise. But right now, what's what we're able to walk in is this amazing peace that passes understanding, being filled with the Holy Spirit in the world, but not of the world. And it's a discipline because we have to make the choice not to let the heaviness take root. We have to make a choice to say, you know what? I have the armor of God on. I am able to speak. The Bible says that, you know, we, we have authority to trample on scorpions and devils. The Bible says life and death's in the power of the tongue. The Bible says what's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loose on earth is loose in heaven. So we have the ability to put on this garment of praise 
And in the middle of the, the, the trial, in the middle of the test, in the middle of the calamity, in the middle of the craziness in the world, we find the peace that passes understanding because we have the garment of praise. And we learn, we discipline ourselves to praise in the middle of the situation. Now, the world is going crazy. There's a new war that's happening over in Eastern Europe. It could get worse. Um, you know, we could see all types of economic woes. I talked about it in my live stream last night. Uh, we could see all types of cascading things. But I believe this is the church's greatest hour. So this is the discipline. This is where this whole message comes to a head. And I, I pray that I'm making sense this morning. Okay. But this is where this all comes to a head is we train ourselves to not let the heaviness take root, to, to get out of it. We got to get out of our head, not conform to the things of this world, transformed by the renewing of our mind. Get out of our head, die to our flesh daily, out of our head. Yes, the heaviness is trying to come on me, but I'm going to put on the garment of praise. I know because of Acts chapter two, that the spirit of living God, Jesus, the Messiah fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah 61. And I know that I'm able to put on that garment of praise. And even though I'm not in my glorified body and it's not completely into fruition where we're going to rule and reign in eternity and have the entirety of it, we have such an amount right now that's available to us that's going to give us the peace and the rest. And we're going to be able to endure until the end. But we've got to have the discipline to break the heaviness and to break it, bind it, break it, cast it out. It's like when Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. We got to literally, that tries to come on you. I'm telling you, it comes on me. There's days when my, my family says, what's wrong? And I'm like, you know, it's so much is going on. You know, I just heard this and, you know, people just drop so much heavy stuff on me as a pastor. It's easy to get caught up in that heaviness. Okay. But we put on the garment of praise. We put on the garment of praise and, and we, and we, we discipline ourselves to understand that even though this is going on in the world, that's not where I have to operate. Listen, I'm telling you, things are going to get worse. The best of times and the worst of times at the same time. You may be going through one of the biggest trials of your life. Some of you guys are contending for your marriage. Some of you are going through a divorce right now. Some of you are going through very, very difficult situations with your job, with your finances, with your family. Okay. Somebody's got a, a kid that's just causing them so much problems. You're so stressed out. You're so worried for them. You know, you're so worried for your child. And, and they might be an, you know, an adolescent or even an adult, but you're, you're worried about them. And I, I just feel like the Lord is speaking right now. Let it go. Pray for them, but let it go. You, that's not your burden to bear. Put on the garment of praise. Lord, I praise you for what you're going to do in my son's life. Lord, I praise you for what you're going to do in my spouse's life. Lord, I worship you that you're going to heal my marriage. Lord, I worship you that I'm going to break this addiction. Today is the day. I'm telling you, speaking the words of life, putting on the garment of praise. Okay, now I'm going to read this again. You're going to say, Pastor Doug, you're reading it so many times because I want you to get it. Okay. Bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, okay? The oil of joy instead of mourning. Can you imagine that? Just the world is going, you know, to H-E-double-L in a handbasket, but you're walking with the joy. You're walking with the peace. You're walking with the anointing. You're walking with the authority. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. You know, instead of the, 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 the mourning, you got the oil of joy, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Put on a garment of praise. I want you to physically put this on every day. When you get up in the morning, because the heavy, I sometimes I wake up right in the morning. Have you ever had this? And it's like, boom, there's the heaviness right there. Boom. You know, I just stay in bed, Todd. Just be depressed today. You ever have that happen? Just be depressed today. And that's where we say, nope, 
it, it's it, it's a discipline. Instead, I'm gonna I'm gonna oh Lord, I'm gonna praise you. Thank you, God, for today. Thank you for what you're gonna do today. You're gonna set up divine appointments, Lord God. You have something in store for me today. Breakthrough is at hand. Hallelujah. Start speaking it out. Put on the garment of praise. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I worship you. You're so good, God. You've got a job for me, Lord God. You're going to take care of this bill. You're going to take care of my finances. No, this isn't a Joel Osteen message. This is the real deal, man. I'm telling you, this is the real deal. People of God, <laughs> some of you guys just laughed about that. I know that. You know, we're just being real, though. We got to put on the garment of praise. I'm not trying to be Mr. Inspiration. I'm not trying to be like motivational speaker. But the good news is the spirit of the, of the living God does give us a joy and a peace. And, and, and we are able to put on this garment of praise and we're able to be victorious. You know, some people are like, you know, there's going to be a cyber attack. There's going to be a nuclear war. We're done. And it's just like, you know what? I'm going to be joyful and happy no matter what happens. And if we get hit with a nuke, you know what? I know where I'm going. I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. I'm not fearful. There's so many different things that can happen. I mean, you know, I get on planes all the time. You know, we had a mechanical problem recently on one of the planes I was on. That could have been the enemy right there. I mean, I go into cars every day. There's accidents every day. I mean, there's so many different things that could take our life if God, you know, wanted to. But for whatever reason, he keeps sparing us. For whatever reason, he, he's, he's brought us, you know, to this season in the world to be the salt, to be the light, to put on the garment of praise, to exude, you know, exude joy, happiness, peace, rest. People need an answer. They need, a, they need an answer right now. Jesus is the answer. They, they need, some of you need an answer. I'm telling you right now, Jesus is the ultimate void filler. He will give you the joy. He will give you the peace. He will give you the rest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Will you just pray with me right now? Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for this day. We want to put on the full armor. We want to put on the garment of praise, Lord. I pray that somebody gets what this message is today and they make the connection. They make, they have the discipline to put this on, Lord God and that they walk in the entirety of what you have available, Lord God. The peace, the joy, the rest, the anointing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for breakthrough right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Just praise him, church. Come on. Thank you, God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. You're worthy. We worship you. We love you. We honor you. We praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. Somebody's getting filled with the Spirit of God right now. Hallelujah. You've been asking the Spirit, fill me, fill me. The Spirit of God is filling you right now. Just start speaking. You know, people say, I can't speak in tongues. Just start, open your mouth. Just open your mouth. Lord, just let the Lord move. You say, what is he doing? I'm speaking in other tongues. That's it. It's a heavenly language. Thank you, God. Thank you. Somebody's getting your heavenly language today. I want to hear from you. Hallelujah. The spirit is, is falling upon somebody right now. On my best day of preaching, I can't make you feel what you're feeling right now. That's the spirit of living God. You've been praying. You've been asking the Lord. And all of a sudden, there's a suddenly right now. There's a suddenly. The Lord decided to move today. Hallelujah. Receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Are, are, is it a bad thing if you can't speak in tongues? No. Am I going to judge you? No. But God is giving some people their heavenly language right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for breakthrough. Somebody has had an issue 
in their back and God is healing it right now in Jesus name. Oh, Ty, you could say that anybody could be that. No, I'm telling you right now, somebody feels a warm spirit, a warm, uh, you know, the spirit of God, like a warm warmth on your back. That's the spirit of God moving and healing right now. Hallelujah. I want to hear from you guys. I'm telling you, I want to hear these testimonies. Thank you, God, for breakthrough today. Put on the garment of praise. Put on the garment of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. God is so good, friends. He is so, so good. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. Let's just wait on him one more moment here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel his presence right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. All right. Here's the thing. Somebody needs to accept the Lord today. You've been watching for a while, but you never invited Jesus in your heart as Lord and Savior, and, and today's the day. So I just want to, I want to pray with you, and uh, why don't you repeat after me, and uh, today's the day to accept Jesus in your heart. Hallelujah. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for waking me up. But today, I give my heart to you. I want to serve you for all the days of my life. Jesus, I accept you into my heart as my Lord, my Savior. I declare and I decree that you are God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. What a powerful day. What a powerful morning. I hope this blessed you today. If you accepted the Lord for the first time, I'd love to hear from you. I think we had 17 people last week. Um, that accepted Jesus. I'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and write me, Todd.Coconato, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, just my name, Todd.Coconato at R-L-C-U-S.org, Religious Liberty Coalition US.org. I'd love to hear from you. Write me, okay? Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this blessed you today. Remember, discipline yourself. Come out from among them. Let's put on the full armor of God and the garment of praise. Amen. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. All right.